through. God will make a way. And I appreciate, amen, the testimonies of Brother Mike and Sister Dee Dee uh, sharing what God has done for them in a financial way. And, uh, and God has done things in others, in others' lives, amen, in non-financial ways. And there's more that God has still for this church, amen. And, and I'm thankful, I'm so thankful, amen, for what God has done. We want to go to the word of the Lord tonight just for a few moments. I do realize the time is getting away from us, uh, but I want to direct your attention for a few moments to the book of 2 Kings, a book in the Old Testament, 2 Kings chapter number 7. And just a few verses, Second uh, Kings chapter 7 and verse number 1. And it says, Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Say, Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be. Amen. This individual was mocking the word of the Lord uh, through the mouth of Elisha. And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof. And there were four leprous men at the entering end of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now, therefore, come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. For if they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. Amen. We got nothing to lose. And they and they rose up in the twilight. To go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria. Behold there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots. And a noise of horses. horses, Even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another. Lo the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites. And the kings of of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and they fled for their life. And verse number eight says, And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried thence silver and gold and raiment, and went and hid it, and came again, and entered into another tent, and carried thence also, and went and hid it. Then they said one to another, We do not well. This day is a day of good tidings, and we hold our peace. We do not well. This day is a day of good tidings, and we hold our peace. Amen. I want to just talk for a few moments on going forward. Amen. Going Forward. Amen. This uh, particular passage of scripture in the book of Second Kings gives us the the setting for uh, a, the people of God as they faced 
uh, it would seem like a certain famine. It seemed like they faced uh, insurmountable obstacles. It seemed like they were up against the wall and they didn't know how they would uh, get by and they would survive. And the Bible says that the man of God showed up onto the scene in the, in the nation of Israel. And God began to speak a word through the lips of Elisha. And began to say things in the ears of the people of God that to them it seemed far-fetched. To them when they heard the voice of the preacher in their life, it seemed like that's impossible. Amen. God cannot do that. You don't understand. Amen. Bread and wine and oil, they're very expensive. There's no way that the economy can literally be flipped on its head. Amen. So that God can make a way for us. And people when they heard Amen. The promises of God spoken before them. Amen. There was one individual that he began to mock and he began to say, could God literally rain down bread? Could God literally open the windows of heaven? Could God really do this? And he began to question. He began to doubt. Amen. The voice of the man of God. Amen. And the Bible says to that particular individual that doubted Amen. That did not trust the word of God. Amen. The man of God spoke to him and said, Behold, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat thereof. Amen. The word of the Lord is a sure word. Amen. The word of the Lord, amen, as it goes forth from the voice, from the lips of a man of God, from a preacher behind a pulpit, amen, or from the written word of God. The word of God is a sure word. And when God speaks, it will come to pass in your life. Does not matter what things look like. Does not matter what the economy looks like. All that matters is has the Lord spoken to your life. Hallelujah. Amen. The word of the Lord is a sure word. Amen. I want to tell you today, God can turn the tables in your favor. God can turn the economy on its head to give you a miracle. Amen. God can do the impossible. Hallelujah. God can elevate you. Amen. Further than you thought possible. Amen. God can give you financial blessing, Sister Didi. You did not know you had coming. God can do for you what you cannot do for yourself. But you've got to realize I've got to trust in the Word of God. I've got to take the Word of God and apply it to my life. And just like Brother Mike said a few moments ago, it may not rub you the right way. You may not like the way it comes across this pulpit. But if it lines up to the Word of God, amen, you owe yourself a favor to simply step out in faith and say, God, I will take you for your word. I'll step out in faith. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God can turn the tables around in your favor. God can flip the economy on its head to make a way for you. Amen. God can... God can uh, change the price of various commodities on the marketplace. Amen. That you might have what you need from him today. Amen. Just like, amen, the prophet spoke. Amen. Tomorrow, it wasn't a long while out. It wasn't many years out. Amen. But God gave a specific time and said, tomorrow, amen, just a short while. Amen. God is going to do a quick work in the land and God is going to literally change the price of various commodities that his people might have sustenance that his people might be blessed 
tremendous value in the eyes of God. And there are many times that God is literally on his tiptoes waiting to bless you, waiting to give you a miracle. And all you've got to do is simply step out in faith and say, God, I'm going to do my part. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe your word, God. I'm going to apply it to my life. God, I'm going to receive that engrafted word of God in my life. And the Bible says, amen, that perhaps, amen, there was these leprous men. Amen. I don't know, perhaps they heard, they overheard the conversation. Perhaps the leprous men, they overheard the word spoken to the man of God. And they found themselves sitting at the gate, amen, at the gate of the enemy. Amen. It seemed like they were just going to sit there and die. Amen. But perhaps, amen, it was a little bit of faith that arose in the hearts of the leprous men that said, I wonder if God can do a miracle for me. I wonder, amen, if God can do it for me. Sometimes we come to church and we look around at everybody else and we want to believe God to do it for the Hoyles. We want to believe God to do it for the Dooleys. We want to believe God to do it for this family, for that family, for this visitor and that visitor. But God, don't know if you could do it for me. I don't know, God. Amen. These leprous men, amen, were the outcasts of society. These leprous men were the ones that people didn't even look at. They didn't even give them the time of day. Amen. They were banished to sit outside the city walls. They were not worthy, amen, to come before the king. They were not worthy to be in the midst of the normal, ordinary, everyday people. They were relegated to being an outcast of society. But I want to tell you today, no matter where you fit in the spectrum of society, no matter where you land in the middle class, the upper class, or the lower class, no matter where you are, it just simply takes faith on your part to say, God, I want that word to happen in my life. I want to see the fulfillment of your word in my life. And the Bible says that these four leprous men, amen, these four leprous men, amen, arose within their hearts a dissatisfaction for where they were. Amen. I don't know how many times in your life you said, I'm just sick and tired of just this same old thing. I want more from God. Amen. It's, it's, it's beautiful to come to church and have, uh, amen, perhaps even some crocodile tears. I don't know, perhaps just touching God is enough for you. Amen. But there's others in this place that say, I want all that God has for me. I believe there's more than just a Sunday morning touch. I believe there's more than just a a more than a Monday night prayer meeting touch. But I believe God wants to use me. I believe God wants to bless me. I believe God wants to work in my life. Hallelujah. Amen. This church is not destined to be average. This church is not destined to be ordinary. This church is not destined to always be confined to these four walls. But there is more. There is more when we step out in faith. There is more for the abundant life center of Lathrop. Amen. It's not just us four and no more. 
Amen. There is a great revival that God has in store for this church. And it's going to come through you and me. Not through somebody else, but through you and me. God is saying, amen, I want to use you. I want to bless you. Amen. I don't want I don't want to just send you the millionaire. I want to make you the millionaire. I, I don't want to just send somebody else. I, I want to develop your talent. I want to develop your ability. Because God, amen, has great things in store for this church. Amen. There is a, amen. There's a principle in the word of God about, about, about people, amen, that are just that are just satisfied with just the little bit that God has. Amen. All the while, the Bible says, uh, amen, the songwriter said, the table is spread where the saints of God are fed. Amen. God wants to bless this church. God wants to multiply our efforts. God wants to anoint somebody. But it's up to you and I to step out in faith and say, God, I'm going to go forward. God, I'm going to go forward. God, there is a dissatisfaction in my soul. I've got to have all that you have in store for me. Somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Why should we be satisfied with less than what God's best is for us? Amen. Why should we leave the proverbial money on the table? Amen. When God's saying just reach out and get a hold of some blessings. Just reach out and grab a hold of my hand. And yet we come time after time. And there's always that temptation to say, I just I have enough. I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't have to push that hard. I don't have to fast on Mondays. I don't have to go to prayer meeting. I'm okay. I'll just chill. I'll just sit back. I'll just sit like the leprosman outside the city walls. I'm okay. Yeah, I got sickness in my body. Yeah, I'm destined to die. But I'm okay with that. How sad. Amen. When the Bible, amen, is full of stories Amen. Showing that God has more in store for your life. Amen. There, I, I, as a young man growing up, amen, my desire was, God, I want more of you. God, I want more of you. God, do something more for me. God, help me to do something more in the kingdom of God. God, what do you have for me to do next? God, where can I be involved in? God, what can I do? God, how can I serve more effectively? God, how can I be more blessed? I want more of God. I want more of Him. And it is that desire, amen, of those four leprous men that brought deliverance, that brought salvation to an entire nation, amen, that was on the brink of starvation. It just just took four outcast men, amen, that had a destiny of death on their lives, but they simply stepped out in faith and said, I'm going to go for more in God. And because of the desire of four, an entire nation is affected. Because four men said, I just want more of God. I just want more. I just believe that there's, there's a possibility if I step out in faith, God will come through for me. God will make a way for me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why should I 
Just be content to be alive and idle, merely existing. Amen. When there is so much promise on my life, when there's so much promise on your life, when there's promise on your family, when there's promise on your future, amen, there's more that God has for your life. Amen. And this church must resist the temptation to sit idly by. This church must resist the temptation, amen, to crawl into a cave of comfort and go forward. We've got to go forward. We've got to realize it's easy to just sit back. It's easy to just kind of sit back and let this one ride out. Let somebody else ride the wave. I'm going to sit back. Let somebody else fulfill that ministry. Let somebody else give that great offering. Let somebody else be blessed. I'll just sit back. But four lepers said, I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to go forward in God. I'm going to see if there's not a blessing on my life. I'm going to see if that word of God that the prophet Elisha talked about can come true for my life. I'm going to see if it's relevant for my life. Not just for my neighbor. Not just for the person sitting next to me. But in my life. Do I really want all that God has in store? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why not give it a shot? Why not put God to the test? Why not, amen, give God a try? What have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? Amen. So many times our flesh and our humanity reasons within us, well, I shouldn't do that because I just don't want to do it. My flesh doesn't want to do it. Amen. What have you got to lose by stepping out in faith? Amen. There's nothing. There's nothing. I'm reminded of a few years ago when God impressed in my spirit to give an offering. And I'll never forget as long as I live. God impressed on me to give an offering, a sacrificial offering where it hurt. And I almost even cried just giving it. Thinking, God, why are you asking this of me, God? God, how dare you ask me? To, and those are, those are the thoughts that go through your mind. Why would God ask for this? Why would God challenge me as such? Amen. And God is just looking for an opportunity to show himself strong, to show himself a provider, to show himself as God in your life. And as I made that sacrifice so many years ago, amen, I can look back and that was peanuts compared to what God blessed me with. Amen. I just simply, amen, had to trust that God was God and He's able to make a way. He's able to meet my needs. He's able to see me through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse number five of this chapter talks about how they rose up in the twilight. Amen. And the first thing on their mind was seeing if they could really have that promise on their lives. And I want to make that parallel for a few moments. Let the first thing on your mind be to please God, to seek the face of God. Let the first thing on your mind in the course of your day, on the list of your priorities, at the top of your to-do list, be I've got to seek God. I've got to please God. I've got to have more of Him. That's the number one thing in my life. It's not to win another level on a video game. 
It's not to get a raise on my job. It's not to get another promotion. But the number one thing in my life, I've got to please you. I want more of you, God. I've got to serve you with all of my heart. Hallelujah. Why don't we lift our hands to the Lord right now? Why don't we praise Him? Come on, let's talk to Him for a few moments. God, I lift you up, Jesus. I praise you today. I magnify your name, oh God. God, I give you the glory and the honor, the praise and the worship. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says in verse number 5 as it continues on that they went to the uttermost part of the camp. Amen. They, they went to discover all in that campsite. They didn't leave one stone unturned. Amen. They wanted to get everything that they could possibly get their hands on. They wanted to discover all of the riches in that land. And I would challenge you today. Amen. Are you satisfied with just a little bit of glory? Or is there something? Is there a desire that wells up on the inside and says, God, I want to have it all. I want all the blessings you've got for my life. I don't want to go to my deathbed and be wishing I would have done more for God. I don't want to be on my deathbed wishing I wish I would have done more for God. I want to give Him all that I have. All of my energies, all of my strengths, everything. Don't leave a stone unturned in your life. The four leprous men went through the uttermost part of the camp, searching everything. What would happen at this church? You individually begin to search and examine yourself and take inventory of your life. God, am I seeking you in every area of my life? Am I putting you first, God, with my time, my talents, and my treasure? God, are you first, God? Are you you the, the utmost desire of my heart, God? Are you still number one in my life? God, I want you to be number one. I want to use all of my talents for you, Lord. The Bible says in verse number six that the Lord, amen, had fought for the people of God. God had fought on behalf of the people of God. Amen. What seemed like insurmountable obstacles, what seemed like an army that could not be overcome. Amen. God fought for them when they stepped out in faith. Amen. When the word of the Lord went forth. And even while I'm preaching this message tonight, God is fighting for you. He's fighting for this people. He's working on your behalf. If you'll let the word of God work in your life and say, God, I'm going to take it at face value tonight. Hallelujah. Even while the word of the Lord went forth from the lips of Elisha, God was discomforting the enemy. God caused, amen, the Syrian army to hear a noise. The Bible says in verse number 6 of chariots and the noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And God began to confuse them. God began to confound them. God began to scare them and intimidate them and run them off so that his people could have victory. That they could live another day. That they could be victorious. That they could experience his blessings. God fights for us. 
God fights for us. You don't have to get into a skirmish physically with anyone. Amen. All you've got to do is hit your knees in prayer and say, God, I'm going to pray for this enemy of mine, this person who's despitefully using me. I'm going to love them, God. God, you're going to fight the battles. God, you're going to help me to win this fight. God, I believe I don't have to lift a finger, but if I'll just bend a knee and I'll pray, I'll see victory in my life. Amen. The Bible says in verse number six that God began to fight their battles. God began to intervene on their behalf. It took a word from heaven. And it took faith in the heart of the people. Amen. When you mix the word of God with your faith, great things happen. Listen to me. When you mix the word of God with your faith, great things can happen. The word of God goes forth. Some people let it fall to the ground. Others say, that's a nugget. I'm taking that and putting that in my heart. I'm going to pray that one through in my spirit. I'm going to memorize that scripture. I'm going to get that in my soul. I'm going to mix the word of God with my faith. And this story is a story of mixing the word and faith. And it brought deliverance and salvation and sustenance for the people of God. God fought for his people. He confounded the enemy. Amen. And in verse number eight, it talks about the blessings that they began to discover. Amen. After that, they had mixed the word of God with their faith. The Bible talks about that they had food and they had drink and they had gold in their pockets and they had silver in their pockets and they had new clothes. God took care of the basic needs of these four leprous men that simply stepped out in faith and said, I refuse to stay here where I am, but I'm going to go forward in God. I'm going to go forward in God. I'm going to reach for more in God. I'm not going to be satisfied with where I am. I'm going to go forward in God. And I will challenge them in the Abundant Life Center of Lathrop on this Wednesday night to go forward in God. Amen. Don't stop doing what you're doing. Don't turn to the side and definitely don't look back, but just go forward. Amen. Why sit we here till we die? I'm going to go forward in God. I'm going to go forward in God. And when God does that great work in your life, you have the obligation, the responsibility, as verse number nine says. To share the good things that God's done in your life. When you come to church, when we, when I come to church, when we come to church on a Sunday or a Wednesday, and God does something great in our lives, and we're blessed, and we're strengthened, and we're encouraged, we should share that with someone. We should share, man, I felt such peace I never felt before in my life. I felt such joy, such happiness, such contentment like I've never known. Amen. In all of my days living in the world, we should share the good tidings. Amen. It is the will of the devil. It is the will of the devil for you to sit back and be comfortable and at ease in Zion. It's the will of the devil for you to sit back and just be comfortable.
and just be at ease. God wants his people to be a ever going forward type of a church. Just blazing new trails. Stepping out in faith. Discovering new strengths and talents that we did not know we had. Amen. Uh, conquering kingdoms. Amen. Pulling down strongholds. Amen. Being blessed. There is more that God has for us. Amen. There's more, but you've got to push yourself. You've got to say, God, I've got to go further in you. God, I'm going to pray an extra 30 minutes today. God, I'm going to read an extra chapter of my Bible today. God, I'm going to memorize some extra scriptures today. God, I'm going to give a little extra to the plate today. God, I'm going to tell somebody about you. I'm going to do more. It is time more than ever, more than ever before, that this church... We as a church begin to teach Bible studies again. Amen. I know that the women go out on Wednesday or Thursday nights and they teach a women's Bible study. But what about the rest of us who have the ability to teach a Bible study? It doesn't have to be some uh, college discourse on the Godhead. Amen. But just simply, what does the Word of God say? How does it apply to your life, to my life? Take a few moments. Amen. See if somebody at your job or somebody uh, at the gym or wherever you go frequently is interested in a Bible study and let God use you. Why should I sit back on a pew when God has given me a talent to teach a Bible study? It's time to get involved in ministries. It's time to take ownership, if you will, of the talents that God has blessed you with and use it for his glory. It's easy to sit back and say, well, I got a talent, I got an ability. I can just keep it as it is. What about perfecting it? What about getting better? What about excelling? What about using it for the glory of God and saying, God, you've given me the ability to play the guitar, to play the trumpet. I'm going to be the best this world's ever seen that you might get the glory. I'm not going to just be satisfied being average or ordinary. Amen. I'm going to do more for God. God has done some great things for Abundant Life Center. Just to share a few things. Amen. As a church. As a church. Amen. As a body of believers. As the community of faith. Amen. We have made tremendous progress this year. Amen. We have seen a record attendance on Sunday of 51. Amen. It was nearly packed out. Amen. Nearly no seats in the building. We have we've had more first time visitors in the first six months of this year than all of last year. Amen. We have uh, seen more get the Holy Ghost and get baptized already in eight months this year than we had last year. Amen. And uh, there's more involved in ministries in the church than ever before. People finding their part in the kingdom of God, finding their place, finding their role. But I would challenge you. What does God have more for us? Is there more that God has in store for us? And I would, I would venture to tell you, yes, there's more that God has for Abundant Life Center. And as you, amen, expend your efforts and your energies and your treasure for the kingdom of God, your life is enriched as a direct result of mixing your faith with the word of God. Amen. There is so much that God is doing. And even already this week, amen, I have begun uh, strategic planning with 
Uh, I've met just just this week with a commercial real realtor, and uh, oh, have had a phone conversation with the uh, church banking institution to begin to plot a course, to begin to plot a course, amen, for uh, a church building that we would call our own, either through outright purchase or development, amen. I'm not saying we're doing this right now, but we're plotting the course. Uh, my eyes are already being set. Okay, God, in two, three years, this lease is up, God. What is next for this church? We're going forward is what I'm trying to tell you. We're not staying where we are, where we've always been. We're going forward. There's more that God has for you and I. Amen. The day will come, amen, when this place is not going to be big enough. When we're going to be saying we need another building. And there's going to be people saying we can't fit here no more. We've got to push out a wall. We cannot sustain it in this building. Amen. The day is coming and we are going forward as a church. Amen. We are plotting the course. Amen. We're not saying we're going to sit here till we die. We're not saying we're going to sit here till the Lord comes. But we're saying why sit we here until we die? Why don't we step out in faith and watch God come through? Why don't we step out in faith and watch God provide? Why don't we see what God will do? Amen. The things that are on the horizon. Amen. This church is going to need a church van very, very soon. God's going to help us to get that. The day would come, amen, when we could possibly have a church daycare that would serve as an outreach effort in the local community as well as fundraising for that building. Amen. The day will come, and I'm just going to throw things out there because I believe God is going to help us to do it. The day's going to come, amen, where we're going to need people to teach Bible studies at Lathrop High School and at area high schools because there's a need and there's a hunger in the hearts of the students, amen, to know about God. Amen. All they've heard is evolution, and they've heard about an atheistic type of philosophy and different thinkings, amen, but they want to know is there a God in heaven and God? God's going to give us favor to open up Bible studies in high schools. God's going to make a way. God is going to make a way. God's going to open the door for us eventually to step into the local prisons and to begin to preach to prisoners and teach them about he that the Son hath set free is free indeed. Amen. I believe that the day is going to come. Amen. It's just around the corner when people continue to step out in faith and say, well, God, I wonder if you want to do this for me. I wonder, God, if you'll open a door for me to teach a Bible study in a prison or a high school. I wonder, God, what would happen. And as we get that mentality, God, I'm just going to step out in faith. I'm going to see, God, if you'll not open that door for me. The four leprous men, discontented. Said, I'm going to go forward. I'm not going to sit here and die. I'm not going to sit here and feel sorry for myself. I'm not going to sit here and just say, woe is me. And tell you about all my problems and the sores on my body. And how I've been an outcast from my family. But I'm going to tell you, hey, I got a word from God, Brother Nate. I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to see if God will not come through for me. And God will come through. God will come through. Why don't we stand to our feet tonight? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. God is going to help us. 
the four leprous men may have thought we're all alone. We've been forgotten about. All they had was a word. And what you have tonight is what those four leprous men had. A word from God. God, if this is from you, I'm going to step out in faith. God, I'm going to see if you'll not help me to land on something solid as the promises of God. I got a word from God. God, you said you'd help me to reach my family. You said you'd help me to reach my neighbors, my co-workers. You said you'd bless me. You said you'd keep me. God, I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to sow some seed tonight. Amen. I want to give an altar call right now. For those that say, I want more from God. There's something more that God has in store for my life. There's something more that God has in store for my life. And I want it. I want what God has. I want what God has for my life. And I'm going to challenge you just to come out to the front. Step out from where you are. Amen. We're going to just talk with the Lord for a few moments. Amen. We're going to begin to seek the Lord. Amen. Ask the Lord, God, would you use me? Amen. I would say it again today. If you're hungry for something more in God, and you're saying, God, I've got to have what you have in store for me, God. God, I refuse to be satisfied. I refuse, God, to be content with just average, with just ordinary, God. I want more from you, God. I'm not going to sit here and gripe and complain and lick my wounds and die. But, God, I'm going to reach out in faith. I'm going to step out. Oh, I wonder if we could lift our voices in this place today. Come on, I wonder if we could lift our 